Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of NXT UK. Thanks for joining us. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are you doing? I'm all good. I'm all good. Very good episode of NXT UK this week. Um, indeed. Indeed. I had a little, little bit of a difficulty motivating myself to watch it after all the releases that happened last night. But oh, man that, alive. That was just kind of like, just disheartening, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't, want to watch any wrestling after seeing Samoa Joe who's got not got a job anymore that, that um, was upsetting <laughs> yeah well um, we'll be talking in extensive detail about that on this week's news episode which you can catch uh, for release this coming Saturday um, but we are here to talk about NXT UK so let's crack on but before we do yes. if you want to let us know what you thought of NXT UK Give us a shout on our social medias uh, on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. So then, uh, we kick off this week's episode with Saxon Huxley against Nathan Fraser, which I think was announced last week, wasn't it? This didn't come it out was, of the blue. They announced them. Um, they announced almost everything for this card actually uh, oh, last okay. week. So they Huxley Fraser, the Supernova Sessions, and the mm. main event. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's two other matches, but. That, yeah, yeah. that was kind of just stuff he just added in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've not seen Saxon Huxley for it feels like quite a while since he lost that um, match to Dave Mastiff. Yeah, yeah, like that, which is a couple I mean, of months ago. Yeah, a couple of months, about three yeah. or four months on it. I don't know if he's had an injury or what, or if they've just sort of kept him off TV for reasons. Um, a bit odd. I enjoy seeing him though. Um, yeah, and. This was a reminder of that um, against Nathan Fraser, formerly um, Nathan Carter. See, uh, it's, ben it's only, Carter. Ben Carter. See, it's only been a few weeks, and I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> I know I've I forgotten his old name. When you said, Nathan Carter, Ben Carter, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Drake. No, that's Uncharted. Right. Anyway, <laughs> the match. Um, that's cheers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, early on, Fraser uses uh, a lot of his quickness to, to try and avoid Huxley. And Huxley obviously being kind of quite a bit bigger, having that size and power advantage. Um, absolutely no selling a lot of his early offense, which was quite amusing. Um, Huxley catches uh, an attempt at a crossbody from Huxley um, and then hits a massive boot uh, to Fraser in the corner, um, starts to build momentum and take control. Uh, Fraser launches, sorry, Huxley launches Fraser with a, a massive bill and being the athletic specimen that Fraser is, he sold it like a beast. Um, Fraser takes out uh, the leg of Huxley, um, but again, smashes him down with another boot and Fraser can't seem to quite get into the match. The size and the power is just too much for him. Um, there was a point where Huxley just ragdolls Fraser off the map where he's kind of got him by the, the scruff of his neck and he's just bouncing him up and down off, off the ring, like the back of his head first, which looked pretty vicious. Um, eventually, Fraser manages to kind of pick up some momentum, get into the match, um, uh, reverses uh, crossbody in the corner, um, picks up a load of momentum off the ropes uh, and knocks Huxley through those, 
with a diving shoulder charge and then follows up and absolutely hurls himself through the ropes, like to the point where it looked like he got like more of it. Like he came worse off rather than, than Huxley did and just yeah, the way smashed he, himself into the, the barricade. The way he like rotated, it looked mm. like Huxley had almost like belly to belly them into like the barricade. Yeah, yeah. Um, he then hit uh, a springboard dive off the ropes into, and I never know what it's called. It's a move that Finn Balor does where he, kind of has them he swings around I, his I always put it as the hero's welcome because Chris Hero used to do it oh okay okay um, I'm going to call it that That's I it. think I think um, the hurricane used to do it and call it the eye of the hurricane as well of course he did <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, Fraser hits the eye of the hurricane <laughs> um, climbs one of the top ropes hits a missile drop kick uh, but it doesn't quite look like it's down Huck so he goes to the other top rope I, I love the way when he went up, because he went up for the frog splash, that yeah. Dan Hooks, he just popped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, defiant at the end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Got to finish him off. Goes to the other turnbuckle, hits the frog splash, and gets the win. It's a decent match. Um, really good show of kind of, like, a reminder of of Huxley and this kind of power and, and sort of this dominating figure. Um, but also a really good reminder of Nathan Frazier's insane athleticism and quickness and technicalities and stuff. It's a really fun match. Good opener. Yeah. Um, they, they did a really good job of kind of making both men come out of this looking better than them mm. when he went in. Like, yeah. Huxley, it, it reminds us, as you say, reminds us of, like, how much of an absolute beast he is. Yeah. Um, and Fraser, like, he, he's... He, he reminds me a lot of um, Bret Hart in the way that he can take an absolute beating mm-hmm. and he sells it coming back, well. selling and it. You, yeah, you want him to like kind of come back from it and bounce back from it. Mm. And then when he goes, you get really excited. Um, and Bret Hart was like someone who's really good at doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it's like we we talk about it every week saying, oh yeah, he's like definitely a star of the future. Uh, I think performances like this are only going to kind of solidify that. Yeah, absolutely. I think McGuinness said at one point on commentary. Um, because they were talking about this coming back off the back of WrestleMania week. He was like, I'd give it a few years, he'll be on the WrestleMania card. Absolutely. Mm, they, they, they even mentioned like him um, following in Rollins' footsteps, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because he was trained by Rollins, so yeah. yeah. You, um, you wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> so, no. Certainly not by his ring gear either, which has got Rollins' wrestling can be stamped all over it. Yeah, it's just like got all the sponsors of Black and the Brave on there. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. Next up, we get uh, a backstage segment with Shah Samuels and Noam Dar from earlier in the day. Um, Samuels is, is riled up uh, over Dar's loss from last week, uh, says that Trent Seven and Tyler Bate get opportunities handed to them on a silver platter. Um, of course, Trent Bates' old man dad, which cracked me up because that's all yeah. we were saying he was like last week. <laughs> Shah Samuels is so good. Yeah, man. Um, Dar says, don't worry, don't worry, calm down. Like, I've guaranteed us a tag match next week against Mustache Mountain. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Then, sticking with Noam Dar, we get this week's episode of the Supernova Sessions, uh, and his guests are Gallus. So they come out, uh, and they straight away just take his massive three-piece, like, three-seater sofa. Um, he's like, no, no, there are your chairs over there. And he's don't worry, don't worry, we'll sit here. There's more of us. This is comfortable. And so he tries to perch himself on the arm of the chair. And they're like, no, go and sit over there. <laughs> and then he's like stretched out across the three, like lounging on the desk. <laughs> trying to make it look like a chaise long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's, he basically asks kind of, 
what have you been doing with yourselves? You've, you've been off for, for a bit since losing the belts. What have you been up to? Um, Mark Coffey explains uh, what they've been doing, says that they hold themselves to a higher standard than the rest of the tag division. Uh, Wolfgang says he's been working on his anger issues and Joe sat there the whole time looking quite tense and says that he's been reflecting and wants to go on a rampage. And then at some point, someone coughs in the background and I don't know if it was Eddie Dennis, but Eddie Dennis then appears and I feel like it might have been as if to be like, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, because they all like kind of turned and looked, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we hear like a, a coffee noise in the background and Eddie Dennis is there all, all sharply dressed up and says the only reason that they lost the belts is because they got in the way of the hunt. And then just hearing the background, Dar goes, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Little shit stirrer. <laughs> uh, Eddie Dennis, uh, sorry, Joe Coffee gets up and sort of confronts him and says, oh, you know, you, you've been avoiding me. I'm the only person that you, you haven't fought here or something like that. And he's like, well, I'm ready to go now. And he says, I'm I'm not dressed for a fight. He's there in his suit. He's like, but these boys are. And then T-Bone and Primate attack Gatlas from behind. Just ends up in a massive melee. And then Dar kind of amongst the chaos just goes, don't look at me, you F. He's like, it's it's not my fault. And he's got the, the breadstick yeah. in his hand. And he's just like, now play that funky music. And it just kind of rolls out of this big brawl and the music going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I reckon we're probably going to end up getting like another street fight with him. Going to get uh, a six-man tag. Against Gallus. Gallus and the Hunt, yeah. The Hunt 2.0. Do that at a takeover or something. Yeah, man. Because yeah, yeah. we're getting to that stage now if they're gonna if they're gonna go ahead with takeover. They've they got to start building. They need to make one make a decision on that and two start building. Yeah. Because it's not long. Not long at all. Oh. Only a couple of months. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um we then get uh sam gradwell approaching the performance center and he goes open the door the doors are locked uh and then he sees mastiff he's like open the door open the door so dave comes over sort of opens up he's like could you open the door any slower dave <laughs> dave just goes shut up you div just locks the door and walks uh, i'm off. not <laughs> so it's the fact as well like he says it like in such a dad way Shut it, up, you like, div. It, it's like when he um, when he says, "I'm going to deck him." That's <laughs> big taste. He says he's like the hardest dad at the pool. He absolutely wouldn't fuck with. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was gold. Um, so I imagine we're getting a match between them next week or the week yeah. after, um, which should be fun. But as much as we give Sam Gradwell's kind of character and gimmick uh, a lot of shit, he's more than capable in the ring. Um, and saw that a few weeks ago when he faced uh, Ilya Dragunov. They had a really, really good match. So, yeah, that should yeah. be fun. Him and Dave Mastiff just slapping piss out of each other. Um, uh, next up, we get a quick Mustache Mountain uh, like backstage segment where they're just excited to team again. Uh, Tyler Bates says something along the lines of, although I'm focusing on my, my singles journey and um, my match for the Heritage uh, Cup, uh, I'm excited to tag again. So that'll be good. Mustache Mountain once again. First time that they've tagged since they've been at the BT Sports Centre. I think they were. Keen what to was get it? Trent didn't mention that at all. <laughs> Said that all four times, didn't he? Like, even when Tyler was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. You can try. Like, it's the first time, you know, we've ever done the BT Sports Studios. <laughs> oh, I love Trent. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we get Isla Dawn against uh, Amelia McKenzie. Formerly Millie McKenzie. Definitely going to still call her Millie McKenzie. Anyway, uh, this is the fallout from the tag match from last week 
which was Mega Satamora and Millie McKenzie against Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray. Um, it was a bit of a gripe, I think, over the finish, and Isla Dawn kind of felt cheated out of that. So this is the result of that. We're getting a singles match. Um, yeah, it kicks off collar and elbow tie-up where they just seem to be locked in that for quite a while, neither one of them managing to gain an advantage. Um, Mackenzie then forces Dawn into the corner, gets her into a headlock, hits a couple of arm drags, goes for a third, um, but... Dawn counters it. However, Mackenzie managed to turn that into like a, a swinging net breaker, which looked pretty cool. Um, there was a lot of back and forth in this. There wasn't really anyone that kind of stayed on top. Uh, again, like we said in the first match, both came out of this looking really, really good. Um, Dawn then quickly takes over, hits a Saido suplex, goes for a fisherman suplex. Mackenzie turns that into a roll-up attempt. Dawn takes over once again, locks in a butterfly hold submission, which I haven't seen before. I thought that looked quite cool. She did it on someone a couple of weeks ago, I think. And it does look very good though. Like it's it's quite she it normally yeah, normally you see that like on the mat, like Daniel Bryan used to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Do the cattle mutilation as a finisher, which was just that. Yeah. Where yeah. he like kind of bridges on it. Mm. Um but from a standing um from like a standing uh stance of it, you don't really see it that often. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's quality. Um so yeah, after that, uh, well, not after that, during that, McKenzie, manage, McKenzie manages to break out of it, um, hits a drop kick and a forearm to regain control. McKenzie then hits a spear after sort of doing a, a sort of tumble, sort of somersault off the the, the, the corner, uh, gets a two count off that. Dawn then attempts the fisherman suplex, connects this time and gets a two count herself. I noticed at this stage, McKenzie's nose is bleeding. I'm not quite sure where that came from. Um, but Probably yeah. one of the absolutely ridiculously stiff strikes that are, Dawn give her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd imagine she so. She was fucking leathering her at times. She wasn't holding back. It's good though. It, like you say, that they've done a job of kind of building up this whole, oh, she's she's a, a Wiccan, like religion sort of follower and conjures all this and magic and whatever. But they're also keen to get in, like she's got a bo- uh, kickboxing background. Kickboxing. Like she's she's yeah. nails. And so kind of this adds to that sort of thing. And it's, it's not all about spooky nonsense. Like she can hit hard as hell when she wants to. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie then hits a, a high back body drop suplex, gets a two. Then she hits a flurry of forearms, uh, a corner spear. She goes for, I think, like a sort of almost like a discus lariat in the corner. Um, however, Dawn connects with a big boot to down her. Um, then hits like a half and half bridging suplex to pick up the win. Uh, the finisher sort of came out of nowhere. I was expecting a couple more minutes on this, but it was it was cool. It was quality. And obviously she gets yeah. a win back there. So I expect something else down the I line think- from these two. Yeah, I think the fact that the ref kind of like got involved in the finish as well, where like yeah. he, obviously Millie like had done almost got the five count in the corner, so he like pulled her out, and then as she was kind of like go like walking around the ref, Isla got the boots up and it kind of just caught her off guard. Yeah, yeah. It, it protects her to a point where it's like, well, Isla won, but she kind of took advantage of Millie's yeah. inexperience, which was yeah, what they yeah. were playing, which was quite good. Um, but yeah, yeah it's really fun match. Yeah. I'd like to see another match. Well, I, I imagine it will happen. We'll get a, I say a rubber match. The, the first one was a, a tag team match, but still, she's she's got that win over us. It's kind of one apiece, I guess. It, but, it, um, it feels like they're kind of using this as a bit of a placeholder feud for um, when Millie eventually goes after Kaylee Ray. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Say, same with Aoife Valkyrie and uh, Mako Satamora. It's that feels like a bit of a placeholder feud to kind yeah. of give Just them to buy give them something to do to keep Kaylee Ray like out of the picture so they can possibly put one of them on takeover. I imagine at some point we'll get 
Mini McKenzie and Eva Valkyrie as a kind of number one contenders thing. They're the two that kind yeah, of feel like they're, they're next in line for a shot. So that would make sense. Or we get a triple threat, which would be equally, equally as fun. Yeah, I, I feel, I don't know, I feel like they're, they're building up like the big singles match between Aoife and Kaylee, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, as much as as much as it's cool to see Million, I think she's literally just there to kind of be like, well, I, I'm down, I'm waiting down the road sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll face the winner I'll of that. I'll face the winner of that when, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Valkyrie's not lost yet, has she? Nope. No. That's yeah. what I mean. The book in her strong as fuck. And if, like, obviously, she's got Mako Satamora coming up next. Mm. And we're going to get that sooner rather than later, I imagine. Um, it would make sense to kind of do, like, have her beat Mako. And then it's like, okay, well, there's only two people who beat Mako in NXT UK. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have them face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good shout. Uh, after this, we get <clears throat> Ginny and Joseph Connors backstage uh, with a little promo, uh, basically calling out Danny Luna, says that she doesn't deserve to be here. Uh, she comes down to the ring in the same stinking ring gear every week, uh, and that she's the fashionista, and that Danny Luna will be just another fashion victim next week when they step into the ring. That should yeah. be fun. I like Danny Luna. She's strong as fuck. Yeah, um, I, I like the fact as well. Like the the kind of they get they give Ginny like the promo time to sort of make this match feel a bit more important than it is. Like, yeah. it, so it doesn't it, just like, come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you look you look at it from like a, oh they've just booked this out of nowhere standpoint. It's like well, at least now Ginny's kind of because Ginny's a great promo as well. So giving yeah. it the time to kind of. Even if it's like thirty seconds, just to to berate their opponents. Yeah, just gives a bit more in. build. Yeah, yeah, puts a bit, puts a little bit of hot sauce on the match next week. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't normally put this in, but there was a couple of standouts where I thought, oh, that looks cool. We were talking about it just before we recorded, as in an advert, as they do kind of after WrestleMania, when I'll kind of be like, oh, this is what's coming up in a year. Here's some of the pay per views, and there's a quick advert for some of the new uh, WWE documentary series that are coming out, a new Ruthless Aggression series, which if you haven't watched the first one, absolutely go and watch it. It's outstanding. Um, there's a couple of the like icon series as well. There was one that featured Rob Van Dam by the looks of it, another that featured Kevin Nash. Um, the RVD uh, one, one featured Wade was, Barrett as well. Yeah, the RVD one was meant to be um, the way they announced him in the Hall of Fame, apparently. But they oh, didn't, really? They didn't air it on time. Is that because Sabu ruined it for everyone? No, I think I think it was more down to like production. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> it was like, hey, well, Heyman like literally posted a thing like the day before it got announced that RVD was in it, saying, "I've just finished rego- recording this for this." Oh, and I like, see. Okay, well, that's not going to get out before the Hall of Fame, is it? If you, if that's happened, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Looking, for, looking forward to ruthless aggression, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. As I say, if you've not watched it yet. Um, it's definitely a standout on the network, um, along mm. with the Monday Night remind, Wars. I was going to say, it reminds me a lot of the Monday Night War series. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do, like, a follow-up of, like, what what was the one after um, after Ruthless Aggression? Was the re- reality era or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it. so. Some people like The Miz and stuff came in, wasn't it? Then, yeah, but then again, that was when, like, it was in the fucking doldrums. So I was going to say, it was, that was wet. We don't want to say like that. That's like 9.55. We don't fucking talk about it. 
<laughs> the dark ages. <laughs> the bad times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, after that advert, um, we then get announced for next week, Eddie Dennis against Joe Coffey, which would be fun. I imagine that's going to end up with members of either faction getting involved, which will lead to an eventual I, six-man tag. Yeah, I just want Eddie Dennis to win because I think he needs he needs a big win. Like, he's he, he's not had a really big win in NXT UK since he beat... Um, Who's it he beating that? Was, was it, it uh, Trent? No, uh, yeah, where he yeeted him over the top rope. He yeah, did, he like, beat- the razor's edge over the top rope, didn't he? That was when we still had fans in like a year or two ago. Yeah, he, he beat someone quite big on a takeover. I think, didn't he beat Dave Mastiff on a takeover as well, maybe? Him and Dave Mastiff had a, was it an ODQ or a, it was Coffee, something like that. Coffee and Dave Mastiff had the last man standing match. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Cause he bust out the cricket bat, didn't he? Which looked like it really fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be fun. Whatever happens, like I, I imagine the result off the back of that's going to be a six man tag. But, um, yeah, like you say, Eddie Dennis definitely needs something coming off the back of this. Um, because aside from his excellent promo work and everything he's done with The Hunt, um, as a singles competitor, it doesn't feel like he's done anything of any note recently. So fingers crossed for that. Um, we then get a quick backstage segment uh, of an interaction between Mako Satomura and uh, Aoife Valkyrie. Um, basically, Satomura accepting Valkyrie's challenge. Um, did they say when that was going to happen? Was it next week or did they just say she's accepted they, the challenge? They didn't even like say the match was announced. They literally just said, like, they said, show Mako saying, I accept. Mm. And then he first smiled and then they were like, oh, well, if, if that gets approved, which let's face it, Johnny Saints not going to fucking Of course it go. is. <laughs> We've got, got Eva Valkyrie and Mako Satamora. No one wants to see that. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine that's probably going to get announced next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That'd be good. Um, we then move into Ashton Smith versus Jack Stars. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Ashton Smith's got new ring gear again. It seems every match he's got new ring gear. It's like he's got a tag team gear and a singles gear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm hoping they don't like put Ashton Smith as a singles guy because I really like the tag team with Carton Smith. I like the tag team. But I do really like him as a singles guy as well, and he I, was a singles guy before they tagged him with with Carson yeah, as well. Wasn't I, I he? do, I do like him as a singles guy, mm. but I prefer them as a tag team because yeah. they're just really fun to watch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The offense they do is really unique. So yeah. that that was my thinking behind it. Yeah, no, I agree. They are great as a tag team. Um, so yeah, he's against Jack Stars, who is accompanied to the ring by Piper Niven. Uh, if you notice, she looks really awkwardly when she realizes that they're kind of holding hands on the way down to the ring. There's definitely, they're gonna do, definitely like, something they're gonna happening. They're going to do a fucking romance angle. They are, aren't it's they? Gonna, it's going to be dead cringy. It's going to make me hate both of them because I hate romance angles. Because <laughs> um, I hate love. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of Cupid? <laughs> Fuck knows me. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I just think it like in wrestling. I think romance angles most of the time just come across really corny. It's very nineties, isn't it? And like it's very attitude era, especially with the fucking grain chill vibes you get from like NXT UK with shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gen- just in general, when Jack Stars is on the screen, they give him sort of like grain chill vibes, and I don't know why. <laughs> And it's like, oh, don't, 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 just, just don't, just, just have them be mates. It sound. Don't worry about it. 
Oh, one of them's getting friend zoned, aren't they? That's going to happen. Then it's going to. No, in WWE, they'll fucking shallow Hallett as well. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> shallow Hallett. <laughs> I just don't want, I don't want it to happen. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Stars and Smith. Um, Stars has been kind of under the, the, the tutelage, if you like, of Piper in the last few weeks, kind of getting him to tap into a little bit more of his kind of aggressive side and to step it up a gear. And this is the, the first time we see him in ring after these kind of series of pep talks and, and video packages we've seen did, over did the weeks. You, did you notice in the video package before where they were showing like the training montage, um, there was a shot they definitely didn't mean to keep in. Oh, really? <laughs> where she was texting... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "What are you doing, you dickheads?" <laughs> oh man! Um, from the off, Stars uses uh, a lot of quick, like kind of technical ability and stuff to try and take down uh, Smith. Smith uses his size advantage uh, to shoulder charge Stars down. Um, and this is kind of a reoccurring theme throughout. Just constantly overpowered, but Stars kind of using a lot of his smarts and quicks and stuff to gain the advantage. Um, Stars tries to down Smith with a drop kick, but Smith just slams him with like a kind of fireman's carry, um, keeps hold of the arm and then starts to kind of work him through from that. Um, a couple of moments later, Stars nearly gets a surprise roll up. I can't remember what it was off the back of, um, but that kind of shook things up, surprised Smith that he kind of had the audacity to do that. And then Smith gets kind of more aggressive, um, downs him with like a, a big knee uh, to the midsection, then hits a huge clothesline uh, in the corner, gets a two count off that. Hits a back body drop for another two count, follows up with a forearm and a gorilla press slam and another two count and just can't seem to put stars away and kind of stars starts to build a little bit more momentum um, off the back of these kind of like kick out attempts and knows that he's, he's possibly in this match to, to get something out of it. Um, as I say, Mance, that comeback hits some forearms, uh, a corner in the elbow. Um, both, uh, sorry, Stars ends up on the outside of the ring um, after he sort of spilled over the top. Piper then gives him a pep talk. Um gets back in the ring and you think stars is going to be fired up off the back of that. However, Smith just downs him with more forearms. And every time he gets back up, he just clubs him down with another one. Eventually stars managed to respond with one of his own, then hits a shoulder charge off the ropes to down Smith. Um, and then hits a back body drop. Smith goes for what looks like a deep six maneuver, but stars then kind of clutches on rolls around and turns that into a roll up for a real surprise victory, which is awesome. And I think that Did was you they think said it was his... a surprise. Well, no, not a surprise. <laughs> I knew I, I knew he was going to come out. I of was going to say Aston Smith got a jobber entrance, so straight away in, <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't, don't yeah. Think it wasn't. Lose. It wasn't that he won that was the surprise. It was just that it was off the back of that, and it was a roll. It wasn't like a finishing move. It was just, and uh, that made sense, so I guess because Smith couldn't put him away with anything that he had. And it was the whole time Stars kind of showing his smarts and his quickness and his ring awareness and stuff like that and technical ability to evade a lot of his attacks and to kind of try and gain the upper hand. So it made sense that that was how he eventually got the win was with this kind of surprise yeah. roll up off the back of Smith attempting a kind of a big move to try and put him away again. Um, yeah, I, I get the impression they're probably going to like just have him win with roll ups to tease him hitting like a big finisher. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't so surprise he- me if at some point he gets a Heritage Cup match. I think that'd be pretty good. They they build him mm. a little bit more, and off obviously off the back of um, Bait and Aked, whoever wins that. But I think that'd be pretty cool because I don't feel like yeah. they're going to throw him into the the title picture or anything like that anytime soon. And it doesn't seem like he's in the tag picture anytime soon, unless it's a mixed tag thing. 
but if this is the start of them giving him some sort of momentum, I can see it leading to a Heritage Cup match. Yeah. Which would be fun. And I'm getting nailed by Aiken. Well, there, yeah, that probably. <laughs> getting the, yeah. the shit kicked out of him by Aiken. <laughs> a well-deserved victory, though. Mm-hmm. And I think they said on commentary, like, his first win as a singles competitor. Yes. Which is massive, considering he was, like, one of the first people signed. Yeah. Good indeed. stuff. Uh, yeah, afterwards, Piper gives stars a peck on the cheek as they celebrate. They're definitely like, going down. Looking at each other all, all wistfully, aren't they? <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> He's sick of me, Malta. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's nothing against either of them. It's just, I just hate fucking Roman Sandals yeah, and wrestling. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's just, it just always, especially when WWE does it, it just comes across dead corny because corny they got like. They got lightning in a bottle once when they did Savage and Elizabeth, but that they were actually married, so that's yeah. why they managed to get it. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, you look at like the Seth and Becky stuff where they're actually engaged. Like, oh look, Seth Rollins is Becky Lynch's boyfriend. It's like, fuck off. The the only other bit where it didn't feel awkward was Lana and Rusev. Yeah, and then yeah, they got Bobby and Lashley involved. Fucking ruined that and put Dolph in it. And well, Dolph and then Bobby. Yeah, I'd, I'd Dolph Turner into a fucking. What's it called? The uh, random girl from like a fucking Motley Crew video dancing <laughs> on the front of the car in a denim jacket. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then after this, we go into the main event uh, of the night, um, <clears throat> which is Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. We get a nice video package before of the whole Ooh, that build video package was great. Really, really good. Shows everything from like about two years ago where they had a match and they were just like a tag match and it was just basically like, you know, this is well, out of time. And they were just thrown together as a tag team. They'd never tagged before NXT yeah. UK. So it was quite cool that they kind of did that. Yeah. But then they obviously show everything that's transpired over the last few weeks. Um, Kenny says a really good line. He was like, um, he was like, Jordan's the most incompetent wrestler on the NXT UK. Tagging with him is like running a marathon with a weighted <laughs> vest. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And, and it makes you feel even more sorry for Jordan because you're like, he just wants to do good. He just wants to be a nice, a nice guy. guy. And he's absolutely shitting all over him. But it, it makes Kenny more detestable. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. it was good. It was it was a great video package. It was. Um, yeah, it, this this was really good. Um, the match itself as well was awesome. So straight from the get-go, Amir like, charged the ring. and But there, there was a really nice little detail in this in that I think- he didn't want... Yeah, go on. So I think I picked up on it as well. Yeah, he didn't want to attack Kenny before the bell. Yes, yeah. So he was like, he was stood there, he charged and he waited and he went, ref, ring the bell, ring the bell. Even and in his height of rage, he was like, I'm still going to play by the rules. He's still sticking to the rules, yeah. yeah. He's still got his principles, I love that. Um, and then Kenny obviously goes to attack him before the bell, Amir dodges out the way and then takes control. Um, he just he just like charges him. Um, into Jordan, into William, sorry, um, gets a lot of strikes off, a lot of offense. Uh, they end, end up brawling to the outside. Um, Williams went to do like a drop kick, like drop kick through the ropes, and Amir moved, and Williams kind of like hung onto the ropes, and then Amir just kicked him in the chest. Um, yeah. He, Williams like manages to fight them, like bring the fight around, so by the steel steps, charges Jordan, and Jordan moves, and he crashes, like gets back in the ring, and he uh, Kenny crashes into the steps. And he comes in holding his knee, and Amir again goes, "And I know you're not injured, Kenny. Just, just like, stop, stop bullshitting." Yeah. yeah. 
And Kenny then just like gets up angry and starts going after Jordan. <laughs> um, really cool that Jordan like kind of was one step ahead of Kenny throughout yeah. the match. Like yeah, yeah. He, he knew he knew what Kenny's tricks were. He knew Kenny was gonna mm. fight dirty, and he was still sticking to his principles the whole match. Um, there was a bit where Amir went for like I can't remember what it was, it was something through the ropes, and Kenny moved, and like Amir was hung up in like between oh. the middle and top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kenny like lay across the top rope and just stamped on his head a few times. Um, <laughs> this was then, like brutal for the most part, uh, and it was they were they were working really strong. They like, really were, and it, it was um, awesome though because it it absolutely played into this kind of whole feud where it had reached boiling point. And yeah, it, it felt like they wanted to kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It re- really, really did. It was awesome. It, it wouldn't have just stood out. It didn't just stand out as like, it's just another single match between two guys. Like you could tell there was a lot of story going into this just yeah. from the way that both of them were kind of going <clears throat> at each other. And yeah, re- like just yeah. even down to like the, the, the facial expressions and mannerisms and stuff like that. It's really, really great storytelling. Yeah, it really was. Um, Kenny rips off the shoulder tape from Amir's injured shoulder and just starts working over it. Um, there was a bit as well where he went to he went to do like a rest hold or something like a chin lock, and Amir kind of was like ready to block it, and then Kenny just like raped his back. Yeah, and the referee <laughs> like vicious. Yeah, he even looked up the referee and he was just like, "Oh well." <laughs> yeah, um, the, the, uh, Amir gets a bit of like a foothold back in the match. They start trading strikes again. Uh, Kenny hit a really cool spot where he hits like a Northern Light suplex, rolls through, and then PKs Amir. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes for a superplex and Amir fights out of it. Hits a shotgun drop, drop kick on Kenny and then a top rope sent on for two. Um, and it, they trade a lot of roll-ups. Uh, both got up. Amir hits an end of Gary. Kenny hit, uh, hits like that rebound lariat mm-hmm. and it down. Um, Kenny's first back to his feet. It's a really nice looking wheelbarrow face buster for a two count. Um, I like the fact they both like kind of hit what would normally have been like half of their, their tag team move. Yeah. Yeah, and they kicked out of it because it yeah. was like they had they couldn't complete it without the other sort yeah. of thing. It was very, really, very really nice touch. Yeah. Um later a little later in the match, Kenny tries to remove the table corn cover. The ref stops him, so we go to the other corner to try and take it off. And Mia rolls up. Yeah. And Mia rolls him up. Um referee turns around. Um and Kenny kicks out. And Mia then like kind of go charges Kenny into the corner where the ref is. To try and get another roll up, um, ref, the ref kind of stops Kenny, and Kenny stops. Um, Kenny goes for that low blow that he hit on Flash Morgan Webster, and Mia moves out the way, and he does like Kenny's little like cross fingers taunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then super kicks <laughs> Kenny, um, gets a two count off that. Kenny then exposes the turnbuckle in the other corner, like the middle turnbuckle, mm. and Mia charges Kenny in the corner. Kenny kind of blocks it, drives Amir's shoulder first into it, and hits. It's like an inverted DZ, similar it's to like the like old Dirty Deeds. Dirty Deeds, yeah, yeah, before they switched it up. Just drives um, his face straight, like almost at a vertical angle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Kenny gets the win. Um, awesome really, stuff. Really good match, really good story. Quality. I, I really want them to have a rematch on TakeOver because I feel like... Oh, they're going to. I yeah. felt like when I was watching this, I was like, this would be a smashing <laughs> opener for a TakeOver. And I imagine yeah. if they do put this on another takeover, there'll be a stipulation. It'll be a no holes barred or a, it'll be something like that. Because it feels I, like this is the sort of feud that would deserve a stipulation like that. Yeah, it it, it definitely does. And they really told a good story. There was yeah. so many there was so many like good little um 
details interwoven in with like as I say the the tag team finisher thing was awesome. Yeah. Um, the whole Amir being one step ahead, Kenny's cheating. Yeah. Once Kenny kind of finally outsmarted them was awesome. Yeah. Um, and even after the match where Kenny was like, "I'm just so lucky, just so lucky, I'm just so lucky." Like Nigel McGuinness is just like, I mean, technically he didn't break any rules in this match. He bent some, but he didn't break any rules. And mm. I was watching it back, I was like. Well, yeah, he's kind of right. He didn't actually break any rules, did he? Yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't even, low blow him. He sort of exposed the turnbuckle, but I wouldn't. Say, yeah, it's yeah, it's clever. I love, I love the fact as well. Like as soon as he got the pinfall, Kenny like just kind of fell back into the corner where he'd exposed the turnbuckle and fixed yeah. it. Yeah, so the ref wouldn't see it. It was just really well, clever. One thing I picked up on on the replay actually, as soon as he'd knocked Jordan into the turnbuckle, like shoulder first. The ref turns to look at Jordan, who's obviously rolled over onto the mat, clutching his shoulder. And Kenny turns around and just with the back of his hand, just flips up the, the corner pad just to cut like, so you can't tell because he doesn't fully expose it. He undoes yeah. it to the point where he can he can spin he, it he round. So it's he didn't even undo it. He just moved it. Yeah. <clears throat> so then when the ref's back's turned, he just sort of flips it back up again. So you'd never know. Just a little slight touches like that. A quality. Really, really clever. Yeah. Um yeah, the, as I say, the storytelling in this match was just top-notch. Really yeah. good. Yeah, um, fantastic. And that that brought, brought to a close another really good episode of NXT UK. Um, yeah. I, I, f- I feel like it, as I say, I, I kind of struggled to motivate myself to watch this with everything else going on around the company. And mm. it was unfortunately timed, this episode, with because it was like in between them doing the releases. So yeah, yeah. There was a lot of people who were kind of on Twitter, like saying, "Oh, why aren't he releasing these guys? Why are they bigging up this show?" I was like, "Oh, come on, don't don't blame it on these guys. Don't blame they, it on they've these. they've done fuck all wrong here." Yeah, um, yeah. The NXT UK guys. Um, Is that what people were saying? Yeah, some of wow. the comments about NXT UK were really, really bad, like bad taste as well. Wow. Um, <clears throat> just because people, I get people are angry. I get it. It's shit. It's, yeah, yeah. It's shit when anyone like you love loses the job in WWE, but like to kind of discredit NXT UK yeah, like that when a lot of these people probably don't watch it and exactly. haven't, That's the haven't took the time to invest themselves yeah. in the characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, like if they want to throw kind of shade at people, if they want to throw, oh, well, why is this person still there? Why is that person there? Like look closer to home, look at people like fucking Jackson Riker that are still running around on there and getting fucking screen time, not just on Raw, but on fucking WrestleMania as well. Don't yeah. attack those guys overseas, like people in the UK that are doing a fucking a stellar job week in, thing, week out. The thing is, just just anyone in general, like even pieces of shit like Jackson Riker, like as much as I dislike him, I wouldn't wish on him to lose his job during a pandemic because yeah, yeah, I'm not a bastard. Well, I am a bastard, but I'm not that much of a bastard. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, just just like hate to see it and hate mm. hate to remind people to just be kind of think about what you're saying and be kind. Yeah, exactly. But we're we're in this day and age where mm. people fucking think before they tweet. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's that's to distract them from NXT UK. I thought this was a really good show. Super show. It, it kind of as as I say, I, I was I had a bit of a like sour taste in my mouth over everything going on. So struggle to mo- motivate myself. As soon as that first match happened, I was like, "Okay, like, I'm, I'm glad I've I've strapped I'm in glad, again for this. I'm glad I've kind of like gripped my teeth and done this." Um, and by the end of it, I was like, "It was it was a welcome distraction from everything else going on." Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Of all this. Um, but yeah, 
what were you did you have any lows first off Troy? Um my low would be Gallus. I just yeah. I'm still not really sold on Gallus. I'm not sold as Joe on Joe Coffey as a singles guy. I'm not sold on Gallus as a tag team. Like I kind of like what they're about, but I just I haven't seen anything enough to kind of be like, okay, I'm invested in watching them. I would have preferred it if they weren't on the supernova sessions. But they did another one, their little vignette things. The vignette things have been cool. Just have them simmering away in the background because the tag team division is moving on. And we've seen that last couple of weeks, like since they dropped the belts. Have them take some time off. They did it with Huxley, didn't they? Like Huxley's not been on TV for literally months for whatever reason since his last loss. Mm. Do the same with Gallus. Like they don't have to be on there, but just have these little series of video packages, whatever. So it's a down, it's a low point in that. I'm still just not really sold on them. I think if a little bit more build, these video packages that I've been doing, a few more of those and maybe start building them up again without having them there in the studio, for me, probably would have worked a bit better. Yeah, like, they, it's weird with Gallus because they did, like, the big angle when they debuted. Yeah. And then they didn't really explain it too much. No. And it was back, it was back when the kind of the booking and the storytelling for NXT UK wasn't great. And people were just there for the sake of being there, and you yeah. kind of were just expected to know what they like, what they were about, and all that. Yeah. Um, and like, they, they even like sh- shifting them from face to heel, there wasn't really any shift other than the fact that they no. were like feuding with Imperium, so it made sense that they mm-hmm. were the good guys because Imperium are always going to be the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely with you on that. Like the Gallus stuff just isn't really clicking for me. No. Um, I I mean I'm I'm glad that it's given Eddie Dennison the Hunt 2.0 something to do. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I love them and Definitely. I want to see them do more. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I want to see I want to see them do more with Eddie Dennis in particular. Um mm. but yeah, it's just it, it feels like they're kind of like destined to lose that feud already because it's Gallus. Yeah. Um and that's the thing, there's a bit more build behind them. You'd have might have gone into that with a different mindset. But because it's just been like, oh, well, it's Gallus. They didn't really have like a um, a recognisable run as, as tag team champions. They've done nothing since to make me care about them. You go into it automatically yeah. thinking, well, they're going to lose, aren't they? Yeah, other than like the other than the ladder match, they like retained the titles in mm. or won the titles in whatever it was. Um, they, they haven't really, they've, they've always kind of been treated as like an afterthought. Yeah. And it, when even when like they put like the matches on it almost felt like a bit of a chore to watch mm-hmm. like with uh with the exception of some of the matches coffee's had where like it's just been like a big horse fight they've they've been quite fun but yeah wolfgang and mark coffee they're just there aren't they mm-hmm. um yeah what about yeah. your highs or what was your, um, low? was your low the same my low was the same yeah yeah, yeah. um i just wasn't really into supernova sessions this week because and it would it was unfortunately because it was Gallus and I'm just not really yeah invested in them. Um my high will be Kenny and Amir. I think it was mm-hmm. from from a storytelling standpoint it was just excellent. Yeah. Um yeah. and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was like a match of the year candidate or all that, but it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, not not to not to fucking get on the old melt eye or say but if I was like giving it like a star rating out of five it probably would give it like a four out of five easy yeah 
Yeah, like, yeah. it was a really good match. Yeah, and it was a really entertaining match, and the storytelling was excellent. I think the only thing that really hurt it was that if that was told out in front of fans, it would have been incredible. Mm. Yeah, because I f- I feel like the fans would have been well behind Amir. Oh, absolutely. And Kenny was like <clears throat> healing it up to the extent where they would have hated him. They were even got nuclear heat coming out the back of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, the crowd crowd would have tipped that up like half a mark Ab- or so. Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. It yeah, was- I 100% agree. That's my yeah. high as well. Superb, like I say. Storytelling, little bits of detail here and there, all of the build-up, just great match. Had a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, a real standout. Loved it. Yeah, awesome. Um, right, well, that that's another NXT UK in the bag. Um, before we go, Troy, where can people uh, go for their beer and bearding needs? If you want some wrestling-themed beer, head over to topropebrewing.com. A massive variety of wrestling-themed beers. A <clears throat> um, couple of standouts ahead of the table and on this day. Um, there's also Coldstone Cream Austin, um, the chocolate orange flavor. Um, then you've got the original one. Um, lots and lots of stuff on there. Go and check it out. Um, and brewed by our very own Big Tasty, Ben Jackson. Um, they also do a range of T-shirts, face masks, um, and various other bits and bobs. I can't launched their own glasses as well, haven't they? Oh, yes, which I've got one. Which yes. we've got. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah T-shirts, cool. hats, glasses, face masks. So, yeah, topropebrew.com. Head over there, check them out. And if you want stuff for your beard, head over to thatchface.com. Um, they do a range of really, really good stuff for your facial hair, including brushes, combs, uh, balms, oils, uh, gift sets and gift packs. And they also have a range of apparel, uh, T-shirts, um, hoodies, hats, uh, wash bags and stuff like that. Um 10% or more, I think, of the uh, proceeds go to Testicular Cancer UK. Uh, you get free delivery uh, on any orders over £40. And most importantly, if you use the discount code TROYXL85, you'll get 20% off your purchase. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, also, if you want to tell us what you thought of the show, um, just follow us on our weekly gaming streams. And even if you want to take part in them as well, we've got the means to do that. Uh, go over to Facebook and YouTube, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we have uh, on our YouTube and Facebook, we mainly use that for watch-alongs um, and live reactions and stuff like that. Um, over on Twitch and um, Discord and Twitter, we do that more. F- like Twitter, we do f- like more of the advertising stuff, telling you when podcasts are coming out, et cetera, et cetera. Also, generally share my Malcolm Bivens doing cool things on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Twitch, we do our, as I say, weekly game and stuff. Uh, Aaron's playing SpongeBob Rehydrated at the moment. Mm-hmm. I play Halo when I get around to it. I'm, tra- I'm currently planning something else, which is taking longer than I thought. Um, and me and me and Troy also do some Resident Evil Five, which yeah, boy, we need to pick up because we are yes, stuck at the moment. Um, yeah, not far from the end of that now. Yeah, and obviously our Discord, you can join in our Saturday night gaming by being part of that we've been posting a lot of news updates on there uh, recently and a lot of wrestling memes as well uh, and there's also non-wrestling fans in there and um, they talk about games beer marvel comic marvel. books films yeah um, general pish it's just a pretty cool co- community to be a yeah. part of and we'd like to welcome you to that uh, to do that you can go to 
Untitled Rest Pod on all three of those, Twitch, Twitter, and Discord. Uh, Discord, easy for me to say. And um, yeah, join the community, guys. We'd love to see you there. As always, um, I've been Jay and you've been Troy. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.